0: Hi, and welcome to Ego Podcasts, Ego Netcasts. I am Martin Lindeskog, and today's date is February 7, 2012. Today I'm talking to Miranda Marquit. Hi, Miranda. Hi, how are you? Are you doing good, and yourself?
1: I'm doing well. Yeah. Yeah. I will
0: read from your bio that you sent to me, and also attach to a photo that we'll include in the show notes. Uh, Miranda is a financial journalist and freelance writer. She writes for numerous publications and her work has appeared in the US News and World Report, All Business, Huffington Post and Business Insider. Miranda also has an interest in science and has written for Discover Magazine and the science website uh, fees.org. She lives in Pennsylvania with her husband and son and enjoys reading, travel, and the outdoors. So, and I will continue with the short and sweet uh, bio from the Twitter in 140 characters or less. So, uh, then it's saying the same thing that you're a freelance journalist and the author of Confessions of a Professional Blogger. So, during this interview and conversation and talk, we will hear about the confessions of a professional blogger. Okay. And also for uh, the listeners information you have around 10,000 uh, followers at Tweeps and you follow about the same 9,200 something so that's uh, pretty impressive. Thank you. So, uh, do you want to start out with um, the confessions uh, of a professional blogger? Uh, what kind of book is that?
1: Yeah, so I got a lot of questions since I do this professionally, and I started in two thousand five. So this is actually my tenth year as a professional blogger. It's it's been kind of a a fun year so far. Well,
0: congratulations! <laughs> how Thank did you, you. celebrate?
1: Um, I don't know yet. Yeah? <laughs> I'm just I'm kind of trying to figure out how I how I need to celebrate so that when I do hit my ten year anniversary, I'm ready. Mm. But um, but as I was saying, in my years doing this, I Got a lot of questions, and a lot of the questions about how to be a professional blogger, how to make money as an online writer. Um, a lot of people asked me questions about these things. And I thought, well, what if I, instead of having to answer everybody's questions when they ask me, what if I took the most common questions and answered them in a book? And so that's what this book is about. This book is about some of the things that I learned um, becoming a professional blogger. Some of the things that uh, I talk about in the book include things like um, you don't have to actually write what you know about, uh, hard truths like if you want to make money as an online writer, sometimes you have to write crap that you're not interested in. Um, So I, I kind of take a look at some of the realities of being an online writer and some of the realities of getting started. And the truth is, almost anybody can do this and make a living, but it's not always as glamorous as people think. So it's a really practical, hand, it's, it's just a very practical guide to starting up as an online writer. Um, and that's kind of what I wanted it to be. It's really short. It's only, I think, about 100 pages. So it's really short, it's really easy to read, and it's pretty much just meant to give you an inside look at what it takes to get started.
0: That's great. When did you publish it? Um,
1: 2013, October
0: 2013. Yeah. And uh, you s- sold it through different channels like Amazon and so on? And uh...
1: Yeah, it's available on Amazon. It's available for uh, Kindle or available in paperback.
0: Yeah? Yep. That's great. And uh, what are your... Up to right now, with the work projects hobbies and so on in your um, email signature you say then um you're co author of community 101, and then you have a couple of sites here plantingmoneyseeds.com dot com and uh miranda dot Mar- com how do how do you pronounce your last name you've
1: got it right Mar- yeah? it's it's just markwa Yep. Marquit. Just, yeah? just just what it sounds like markwa yep um, yeah, so the community one oh one book i co-authored oh years ago, <laughs> i think two thousand and ten with Robin tippins who was um who has done community management stuff with like Yahoo and current t v and so we we co-authored it a few years ago, and that was kind of a fun collaborative project um and, and I really enjoy working with other writers and other bloggers and and others in the space. And uh, what I'm really working on right now is, uh, I've got three things that I'm doing right now as kind of collaborations. Uh, they are the Plutus Awards, which take place at the Financial Bloggers Conference every year. and. We present the Plutus Awards to personal finance bloggers, and I am very heavily involved in planning that. I'm part of the executive committee, and so that's a lot of fun. Uh, The conference isn't until September, but it's a lot of work, and we've actually started now. So I've been working on the Plutus Awards and, and working with getting that going, and that's been great. And then I'm involved with a live web show. It's called The Money Mastermind Show. And it's a panel style show where five of us get together and we, you know, me and four other bloggers, personal finance bloggers and experts, we get together and we have a guest on. We have a financial expert come on and we talk about money. And it's a really fun format because it's live. It's a live hangout. And we do it on air every Wednesday and it's really a lot of fun. And then the third collaboration I'm on is, it's called the Money Tree Investing Podcast. And that's another collaboration with other bloggers. And we get together and we have, we interview an investing expert and then we talk about what we've learned. And so it's been really fun to collaborate with other people and be involved. I think one of the great things about technology and being in the online space is that you can meet so many interesting people and work together to create new and interesting things.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, very interesting to hear. And uh, I we I have to include that in the show notes so people to could check out. Is are we hangouts are they open or is it like a special invitation or could you? uh yeah. enjoy Yes. It? Oh,
1: okay. sorry. Yeah. Yep. So they're yeah they're open. Um, we do it at 10 p.m. Eastern every Wednesday, and we have an event set up it's a public event and anybody can watch and then there's a little question and answer app and so sometimes people who are watching they type in their questions and they appear and we can answer them
0: okay is it any special hashtag or something like that that you could follow along also
1: um yeah just uh hashtag money mastermind show
0: okay great so how do you see that Uh, because I, i know a bit about backstory about the google hangouts it's it was an invention, I think, here from Sweden. And they uh, did this net meeting similar to uh, Microsoft and so on. And then uh, they got bought by Google that have incorporated it, the technology.
1: Oh, that's so, way cool. I didn't know that.
0: Uh, what I am amazed is that they haven't uh, promoted the market to market this kind of service more. Because uh, as we are knowing now, we are doing it via Skype and record the conversation but of a hangout now if I understand it right you could also save it and archive it and you could watch it later on.
1: Yes uh, we do it, it actually automatically saves to YouTube
0: mm. and
1: so we take the show after it's done we download it we pretty it up a little bit and then we re-release it um, on, on YouTube and then we rip the audio and turn it into a podcast on iTunes but mm. Yeah, it's, it's really nice because it does it automatically sends it to YouTube so that you can get a copy of it and share it hmm. after the fact.
0: Sounds like a very neat thing. And uh, also going back to your bio here, you have written for lots of publications and uh, but you, you know, well-known names like U.S. News and World Report and also, of course, Huffington Post. Uh, online magazine and a mm-hmm. business insider, so it, it covers all kind of uh, topics. Or do you have any speciality?
1: Yeah, mostly I cover uh, finance. Mostly mm-hmm. I cover small business, entrepreneurship, personal finance, and investing. Yeah. Those are the subjects that I most often cover.
0: And uh, do you, uh, the, I got an email recently here from Ivana? Uh, taylor from small business trends Mm -hmm. also uh, about this small business books award and uh, was one of the judges there last year and in the economics uh, category and it was very fascinating to read good uh, good and interesting books on uh, economy and financial industry and so on and uh, you had all kind of other different areas uh, Social media marketing, etc. So, uh, and it will uh, uh, the applications for uh, submitting books uh, is on on its way, and uh, it's you could continue with that until uh, I think I'll put that in show notes also. But I think it's in March somewhere, and then it's an, an award later on this year, and also in process to to go through different books and voting for them and commenting and so on. Oh, that's neat! Yeah, so that's a great, great thing. Um, And in the bio, also say when you, because you say it's not so, uh, sometimes not so fancy and not so glamorous to write and to to stumble over this, uh, how do you say, writing block and deadlines and so on. But uh, you, do you have several? how to say, articles and posts and so on in in the pipeline at the same time? Or do you know from day to day or week to week or month to month what what you have uh, coming up?
1: Yeah, so um, I've built up my clientele to the point where I do have regular clients where I provide content to them on a monthly basis. So Mm. I usually have a general idea of who I'm going to be writing for each month and I provide them regular content, which is a nice way to do this because it sets a baseline for you and it can really help you get a little bit of stability. Mm. And then I and then on top of that I have extra projects, you know, projects that I don't really know about month to month or that are short term that mm. I can work on. But having building up a clientele, and that's one of the things I focus on in my book, is you know, you build up this regular clientele that so that you can have kind of a, a baseline. And so most of the time I do have an idea of who I'll be writing for and how many articles I'll need to do for them because I'm providing them with content. And then I have another layer where I'm doing extra articles or I'm hired to do a one-off project or I'm hired to like ghostwrite a book or something. So I'm working on that as well. So yeah, I try and diversify a little bit so that my income is coming from different sources so that if I do have a client that drops me or if something happens uh, like two years ago, one of my biggest clients was acquired by somebody else, and it was they were acquired by a competitor who basically took them over to shut them down hmm. and so so then you know then I was out of a regular i'd I'd been providing content to them for like seven years, and all of a sudden, they didn't exist anymore wow. so so that was kind of a little bit of a setback, but because I had a diverse Sort diverse sources of income I had other clients already in place that I was already working for and so I could keep that up um, while I looked, work, looked for a replacement client so if that makes sense.
0: Yeah and uh, what uh, I liked uh, when I read you have been very open in your blog post about your process and, and ups and downs and also the, the challenge how to set prices uh, and, uh, and so on. So, do you yeah. have any like a uh, blog series or any uh, certain p- posts that you want to point out? And we could uh, you could send that to me later on in email. But do any that comes to your mind now? Uh, if they want if the li- listeners want to have a teaser and then go and buy <laughs> the book and but start out with a special blog post about that,
1: uh, well, what I'm doing now, which might be kind of considered the same thing, is I just started recording little, like, two or three minute videos mm-hmm. called Online Freelance Writing Tidbits. You can find them on my YouTube channel and also on mirandamarkwit.com. I just do a post and, you know, I just, I upload these, and I've, I've only got four right now because I just barely started it, but... Um, they're just little tidbits that answer specific questions people have. And a lot of the questions people have are the same ones that are covered in the book. So, um, so that's kind of the resource that I'm looking at right now is just this collection of little video, short two to three minute videos that answer questions about, um, whether you should specialize in a subject or try and be utility, um, how much you should, you know, do a social media promotion, you know, um, And then I also did one about why I don't have a freelance rate card and how I set rates. Mm -hmm. So there are some different things in there um, that might be of interest.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting how then you have written blog posts and then now you're taking it into video clips also. Yes. And and then you could also take it as like a radio or podcast or, or audio content too. Uh, and and of course ebooks and others. So that's how you could use the content um, over and over again, and then with sometimes with a twist or, or uh, addition in some kind.
1: Yes, that's a good point. It's I really like all of the multimedia options we have now that you can reach people in the media that's easiest for them.
0: Yes. Uh, and as I said, I liked your style that you have been open. With, with your journey, how it is to be a freelancer. Because on well, one side, you. when you read and search, it it, it sounds pretty glamorous and, and the, <laughs> the, how to say, uh, laid-back life and, and uh, these freelance things comes and drops into you. But when you have other things with you, huge competition and, and how to find the right one, because it's a, a relationship to build up with this freelance thing. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, it's but it's very amazing how how we could now get content from wherever we want in the world, and then read things from other places. And uh, it's it's an fascinating area. Uh, and I mean, you had this writing for Huffington Post. They have been very popular compared with regular mainstream newspapers and so on. But yeah. now lately, I've heard uh, rumors and, and news that they now they have got competition with sites like Buzzfeed and others, because people want to have snack size uh, information, <laughs> and uh, you you want this instant hit and so on. How how yeah. do you feel that with because some of your uh, articles have been a bit longer, and uh, you you do it in different steps and so on. Let um, people t- uh, take it in, into account and, and chew it and, and think about it. Have you have you received any uh, feedback and comment on that?
1: No, actually, um, it's interesting because, l- like you said, there's been kind of an interesting move toward. I guess they call it clickbait, right? Mm. Looking for yeah. looking for you, these. You said
0: it, and I <laughs> thought it. Uh, um, so.
1: Looking for these, you know, bite sized snack articles, like you were saying, and these sensational headlines and. Um, it's been interesting to watch the changes over the last ten years and and the way things are are going. But it seems to me that my audience that reads that, that generally reads my um, writing they they like the longer pieces that mm. are meatier and in depth because it has more information. Yeah. I think if you're looking for entertainment value, I am probably not your person. Mm. Um, so and I think I think a lot of the buds. BuzzFeed stuff it's really about like that entertainment and that quick hit and that quick oh hey this is fun to read type feeling. Um, Most of the people that read my stuff that I've talked to and visited with a a lot of the feedback I get is that they like it because most of the time not all the time but most of the time I try to be useful Mm. and provide content that actually applies to your life Mm. and so I get a lot of people that are appreciative of that aspect of it and don't mind that it's longer because it gets more into the subject and teaches them something that they can then use
0: Hmm. and uh, i think that's a good good thing i personally could say and admit uh, probably also that i'm more of writing short things like a pundit that's how i started in 2002 i wanted to Ventilate and and, and uh, comment on news and things going around, philosophy and uh, politics and other things like that. Uh, and but then you could have longer articles also. Oh uh, yeah. But what I see that you say with link baits it's almost similar with coming around with tabloid things. <laughs> yes. The funny thing is that you have now bloggers that almost uh, out uh, compete or how do you say? Uh, winning over with <laughs> regular newspapers and and especially the more of a tabloid uh, material uh, doing their own sort or thing or twist with it
1: oh yeah definitely and you and you do see that a lot um it kind of reminds me of the more things change, the more things stay the same. Yep. That old saying, <laughs> um, you know, because you back back in the day, you had the muckrakers, and you had the yellow journalism, and you had, I mean, there was just a lot of that kind of thing. And and you've always had, like you were saying, the tabloids. It's mm. just now they're online, and now you can get them online. And yeah. these and anybody can start their own tabloid or start their own news site or be a pundit, like you said, which is cool. I mean, sometimes I. I, some, I have a little blog that nobody reads that I sometimes do political ranting on. Okay. And, I, and it's yeah. just kind of – it is. It's a release, like you said. Yeah. And it is kind of a fun way to get out there and be able to engage more in the marketplace of ideas. Yeah, And, and it, it's been interesting to watch that kind of evolution. And when you say, well, traditional media is going by the wayside, and it kind of is – but it's also to a certain degree moving online. you can still find long form journalism in plenty of places online and so it's you can still get the same stuff hmm. it's just in a different format
0: yeah, and what I like is you, you can with personal style and you get a sense of the individual who's created it and that's what I liked with uh, pieces that I've read by you but it's very yeah, you get to feel about it, and then you get to trust. You like the person and then trust them, and see. I mean, this, I learned something from it uh, because that probably you will see also by you could say colleagues or uh, com- um, competitors. But it's a big market, so it's no real competition in a way. But uh, things that are more bland, so so to speak, or or almost like link baits or and uh, stuff. Uh, keyword stuffing and yeah. some, uh, things like that and that must be a right uh, pretty challenge to, to reach out and find uh, uh, your your potential clients there. do you do other uh, outreach programs and so on and channels uh, besides uh, online do you do like you go to a networking event or uh, is it any like association for freelancers that you could join or how how does that work
1: yeah so one of the things that i do is i do like to go to networking events i just went to one oh a couple well last week actually yeah i went to one at the end of january in new york that was being put on by a couple of financial services companies and just meeting with bloggers and meeting with the people at like betterment and sofi and it was fun and that was and it's great to go and make those connections uh, but i also like to go to blogging conferences i like to go to nmx i'll be going to that in april yeah, and then was, of course
0: what yeah i was uh, right talking uh, with with the uh, guy that uh, we did a podcast now together that was my show but he was uh, like a guest there so that oh. was fun and we were talking about uh, that i read about uh, that was called before it was called blog world what it was called um, now it was it's blog- new media Expo. Expo. Yeah, it was Blog World. uh, Blog World. And I read uh, an article and a blog post about the transition and the development. And it was pretty interesting how they said they: we are not a podcasting conference, we are not a blogging conference, we are not a social media conference or news, but we are all these. And uh, how a long post back and forth, what they were standing for and what they wanted to develop also. So I got very, I mean i said this kind of event i want to go to and uh, travel for me of course it's long distance and others and and i think some of these conferences you could be online also and do but uh, to meet people in in person it would be be great to do oh yes so yeah so you you were saying there with new media expo and then you were saying something about in april or um, some other event
1: Oh, yeah. So, it, NMX is in April. And then I always go to the financial blogger conference, the mm. FinCon Expo. And yeah. that's going to be in September. And I go there. And that's where I was talking about how I help with the Plutus Awards, which are presented at the conference. So, So, yeah, it's great to go and meet people in person. And... One of the the great things about attending these conferences and meeting people in person is you you kind of see them, you build that trust, and you can form relationships and partnerships um I had met i have a business partner, Tom Drake, and uh he he and I like knew each other from online and around like the interwebs, mm. as they say yeah and we'd. We'd known each other from online, but then when we met each other at the first FinCon Expo, that's when we decided to become partners and partner on some websites and kind of go into business together because we could see each other and we met each other and kind of hit it off a little bit as far as professional um, goals and expectations went. And so, you know, now we run a couple of blogs together. So, so it's, it's nice to be able to meet people in person, you can figure out these partnerships, you can have these networking opportunities, and just really connect. And usually, too, as a freelancer, these are valuable because I often come away with a few more clients who are, who are interested in working with me. So it's nice. It's a, it's a yeah. good way to build up business, to find partners, to find new projects, and to collaborate.
0: That's great. And uh, it's perfect here now around uh, halftime, as we say. And recently <laughs> it was halftime with the uh, Super Bowl. Did you watch that?
1: Yes, I did.
0: Yeah. Did you root it for the r- right team? <laughs> no. Well, no. <laughs> no. You're not a New England Patriots fan?
1: No, we're Giants fan okay. here at our <laughs> house. We like the New York football Giants. And yes. as such, the rule is to root against not the Patriots. Yeah, so. I've heard about
0: that, and I, I will I will do some investigations about that, because I've heard, for example, a uh, good, good friend, uh, Brent Leary, he said that every team against New England Patriots I root for, so I will have a talk <laughs> with him about that. <laughs> but yeah. it, it's funny, I, I mean, I, I'm not so much into sports, but I learned to appreciate American football when I was studying in, in Manchester, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the, the choice to pick New England Patriots was pretty easy,
1: right? Uh,
0: <laughs> and then they won around that time when I was studying, so so that was, I mean, interesting. And when I moved to Ohio, and uh, but they they talked about uh, the Bucks and and what they call Bengals and others. <laughs> so, yes, <laughs> uh, but it, it's pre- pretty funny because it, it's in it's in a way a sport event i i try to explain it because right now it's a melody festival or some musical festival here in sweden and oh, then neat. they have this eurovision contest but it's similar i mean in europe you watch this musical thing uh, the final and in america you watch this super Bowl game <laughs> because it's it's so big uh, you could watch the ads and you could learn lots of things from that you could see the financial things you could see the, how they try to use new media in order to reach out. So uh, I think that's a fa- fascinating thing to yeah. to to see. And, and talking about that, we could have a segue about the trader uh, principle um, that I often asked my guests. Have you any thoughts and ideas about how you exchange ideas and uh, matters and, and services and products on a free market? And ha- have you read anything by uh, Miss Rand?
1: Um. <laughs> yes, but I have a feeling we feel very differently about her. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> but-, <laughs> well,
0: but we could have a we could have a debate. We could have a talk. We could. Uh, yes, I am a fan of her works and have been for a long time. And it I would mean, be interesting for you that I was coming as a freelancer and in the financial industry uh, because many people who are not involved in financial market and so on don't really understand it and and uh, it would be interesting to see what, what your take is on on that how you exchange like for example stock exchange but it could be other exchanges around the uh, the market
1: yeah so I really honestly when I ex- I guess exchange my work for money mm. um, <laughs> I actually I base it on a lot of different factors I, I take a look at who it is I'm working with um, because I know that you know, an independent blogger is not going to have the same resources that a corporation would have. Yep. And so I charge differently depending on whether my client is a corporation or an independent blogger. I'm willing to negotiate rates. If I, because to me, it's not just about money. Um, hmm. To me, it's also about who I'm working with, whether I like you, whether I'm interested in the subject, whether I think you have a good mission, um, and that kind of thing. So, if I really like you as a person and if I really like your what you're trying to accomplish in your mission, i don't mind charging you a little bit less mm. um I'm willing to be flexible on that because I get um, you know I get adequate compensation in the form of feeling good about what I'm doing, being interested in what i'm doing and and liking what I am doing and so I, I kind of make those trade-offs and then, you know, when I work with corporate clients and obviously I charge more yeah. be- because one, they can afford it. <laughs> so yeah. and that's the thing I don't, I don't think exchange should be a straight upset thing. Um, and then of course, if, if there are certain projects that I'll do gratis, because I think that, you know, it's important to help build community and I think it's important to, be involved on that level a lot of the time um, a lot of the work that i put into the plutus awards is uncompensated in Mm. terms of money because i think it's a great community building effort and Mm. there are lots of other things that i do that i don't necessarily get paid for because i think that it's the the dividends are paid in social and community um, ways rather than strictly money or you know strictly in you know, a, a straight exchange
0: yeah and it's interesting that you are so open for it and i appreciate that because the focus is on on the guest but uh, as i do it as my show in, in a rational selfish way <laughs> i have this uh, segment in there because i i want to have that i talk to my um friend today that the like a subtitle or tagline is food for thought that you should think and reflect a bit. And it's not only, um, how to say, uh, uh, sound bites. Uh, and uh, I think ideas are important and will uh, have effect on your personal, private life and, and, and professional life. So I, I also do, uh, uh, I've done pro bono work and sometimes I almost have to pay in order to work. But you, <laughs> sh- you should have... Uh, um, understand your value and it's a free leg change and if you re- read her novels and works and so on you will understand that but um, that, that they have that exchange it, it's uh, you you could charge certain different uh, how to say rates and so on depending on the situation and others the important thing is that you are not somebody how to say slave or, or uh, that you should sacrifice something for a higher thing for a lesser one, and so on. Uh, that's the main thing with the trader principle, that you have a voluntarily exchange on a, f- on a free market. So yeah. that, that doesn't have to be set in stone, that it should be the same amount, whatever. Because I have that myself, Challenge, challenge, that I thought was interesting about when you say about the rate and so on, that you don't have that on your page and so on. I don't have that either, but I say that I want to have uh, where we talk about money because that's the problem thing today's money that we are using it are paper notes that are not backed up with any mm-hmm. objective standard. So it's getting very complicated if it's like me are very interested in this philosophical way of thinking that you are for uh, as i often call myself here with friends and so on but i'm a poor capitalist (laughs) i'm for the system but i'm not rich in in that way but i understand the value and i support and i uh, defend the capitalist and uh, financial markets and so on the problem is that you have lots of handouts you have lots of uh, corruption you have lots of bureaucracy it's all these kind of things that complicated things but that's so amazing when you read her works that you have also uh, characters like that that get handouts from the state or special deals or whatever and but they are not really traders, they are using the system that is controlled by uh, this uh, mixed economy so to speak so uh, I say that I want to get paid as a, I've written a blog post in silver uh, but, of course, now in these days, you have to take these paper notes anyway. But uh, it's interesting to get, how to say, it? as you said, if you like them and you get the discussion, what's your time worth and what's what do you want to have out from this transaction? And then, of course, it could be that you do something free of charge or a or special deal at the beginning or something like that. So yeah. it's, it's nothing... It's no contradiction or, or uh, opposite thing that you are for uh, this uh, principle and at the same time could have different prices and so on. So, But um, yeah, I will include uh, this um, reference to the trader principle and if you have any uh, material or something like that, you comment on there or send it to me as an email uh, because then I have a bit of follow-up. Uh, <laughs> As a freelancer and a blogger, how mm-hmm. do the so-called uh, uh, and I, now I will do it in quest- uh, How to say quotation or or air quotes? The <laughs> real journalists and and the people who have worked as uh, on on uh, um, fancy newspapers or whatever. What do have you have? Because now you are writing for both online and and papers and so on. Uh, have you had that discussion and, and debates about this new market and how you could create content yeah uh, it's been
1: really interesting to watch kind of the evolution um yeah. i have I have a degree in journalism my master's degree is in journalism from mm-hmm. syracuse university so i I have that background i have that training yeah. um and so it's it's interesting to it's been interesting to watch kind of this uh migration of of The intersection between journalism and content marketing online because there is still, there's still this, um, legitimacy attached to journalism Mm. right now. And so a lot of clients that I have right now really like my journalistic style that I do for them. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time I, you know, on my personal blog, it's a lot more like an op-ed, but, um, but for some of my other clients it's more like news reporting i i interview sources i quote them i talk to experts and i build stories around experts and they're very newsy they're very they're very like a traditional news story but you know they're being used to sell something right they're mm-hmm. they're part of content it's it's very interesting to see this this new intersection between content marketing and journalism a lot of people want to have the journalism style and the journalism toned because it lends them an air of credibility um, as they're as they're trying to build up their websites so it is interesting and it's it's kind of an interesting debate as well because on the one hand there are days when I feel kind of snobby and I'm like oh well you're not a real journalist you're mm-hmm. just a blogger and I feel bad about that because really honestly um I think almost anybody has something worth say, worth hearing yeah. and so it's it's just it's it's really it's really very interesting and I sometimes have mixed feelings about it but at the same time um you're not going to make a living working for a newspaper for much longer. It's just no, not.
0: It's just not feasible. I, I think I must salute you, that, and you have a rich background, and, and you should, I mean, take advantage of that in a positive way, uh, because you will see that people who are copywriters or journalists or and have this background and understand and see the new kind of market and opportunities, they have a great advantage uh, compared to to joke a bit like me as a citizen journalist that don't have that background but have learned by my yeah, own and, and reading and studying and been interesting in re- reading regular magazines and newspapers and so on but also taking impressions from bloggers. Yeah, uh, And same thing with podcasting. I mean I'm not a radio journalist or radio p- uh, presenter uh, but people who have that background uh, have a great advantage if they start and that's why probably it's become so popular with this serial for example and others because that's the old wheel coming again Uh, back in the day the radio was mystery stories and and, uh, radio (laughs) presenters and people were uh, flocking around the radio and tuned in that uh, channel and they got their story or mystery or whatever. And uh, but now you do that in by your smartphone on the bus or whatever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it, it get a big business. So um, that that's uh, fascinating uh, to, to see this uh, development. What, what have uh, happened there? Yeah. So, but uh, here in, in Sweden, I mean, they, the big newspapers they are uh, struggling now, and I mean, in America it had been. Uh, proceeded even further there that uh, didn't the new york times said that we know uh, or we know that one day will be the last newspaper that we will print a mm-hmm. uh, I, I person i think they will stick around for a long time because people want to touch feel whatever uh, i i personally is fond of a magazine called the Economist. Oh uh, yes, uh-huh. because uh, and I uh, back and forth. Sometimes I subscribe for it for some couple of years and then I take a break or whatever. But I have started with it again um because you get a good summary in in a week's time. But they now have started started with podcasting and short news things that you could get in your smartphone and others. Still at the same time you have a journalist background and they have. The long reviews and long articles and archive from all back to the day. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's interesting to see the de- development there. How is it in uh, Pennsylvania with uh, new the n- mainstream media news? there? Is it? Is it uh, rich of uh, different uh, alternatives and a mix oh. of news?
1: Yeah, well, I actually really enjoy listening. There's a public radio station here, WHYY, which mm-hmm. is one of the the most respected radio stations in the country as far as that goes. And I really enjoy listening to that. I have my radio tuned to it. And so when I'm in the car, that's what I listen to is... As W H Y Y, and I think, in the Philadelphia Inquirer is Philadelphia Inquirer is still printing. I yeah. haven't actually, I haven't actually been here for very long. I just moved here in August.
0: Mm-hmm. So may I ask where you're coming from? Uh,
1: yeah, I I moved from Utah. I'd, I'd been Utah. living in Utah for yeah. nine years before I moved here. So, so yeah, so I I don't really have a I I'm still kind of you know getting settled in and getting to know the area. So.
0: Mm. And, and that's been I mean, fascinating how you could reach out and how you could connect with uh, bloggers and, and journalists and writers and readers all over <laughs> the USA and all over the world. Oh, yes. So, uh, that's, uh, and, and talking about that, now we have talked about financial, we have a little debate and so on. <laughs> and uh, a book tip. Uh, and where you mentioned M.G. Dimarco. Millionaire's Fast Lane. Could you tell uh, us about that book?
1: Yeah, so The Millionaire Fast Lane by M. J. DeMarco is—he just pretty much takes a look at what you need to do if you want to be financially independent. So he he kind of takes aim at you know the traditional financial gurus, you know the mm. Susie Ormans of the world. Mm. Um, and you know, I, I I don't really have anything against financial gurus. Um, I think they you know they offer uh, they offer advice that people can use depending on their stage of life and their stage and their finances. But he points out that many of them, the advice that they're giving is not advice that they themselves follow.
0: No, because they're yeah.
1: because because they're entrepreneurs hmm. and they they didn't make their money the slow and steady way, like you know working for forty years and then retiring. You know they they make their they made their money because they're entrepreneurs, hmm. and so he talks about you know entrepreneurship and and how to um, kind of get out of this mindset of working for twenty or thirty or forty years and then retiring and saving up all this money to retire, but then by the time you get to retirement, are you too broken down to enjoy it, right, physically, hmm. Be- because you've worked for twenty or thirty or forty years and now you're old, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> So it's just it was just it's just a great book that kind of helps you break out of that traditional financial mindset hmm. to where you kind of um I don't know, I, I liked it I liked it better than the four hour work week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Yeah and I, now I we said
0: that we will we will send out a tweet to Tim Tim Ferris and see what he says about that. No,
1: I liked I liked yeah. the four hour work week. I'm not saying anything against the four no. hour work week. I liked the four hour work week. But I liked the Millionaire Fastlane better. And that's good, good
0: to know. I mean that's what I like also. I was do a bit cheeky there and, and <laughs> tongue in cheek and, and stick out. Because it, it's interesting in so how he's was what did you say?
1: I said, you're going to get me in so much trouble.
0: You think so? Yeah, We could no. edit it. No, we will not. No,
1: he doesn't <laughs> even know who I am. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah.
0: But I like that open uh, conversation. Uh, and uh, I think Tim, uh, Timothy Ferris will do that too, because he created a buzz. And I mean, I think it was very purposeful to do that. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, and then it's interesting to get a great book tip uh, that you could read uh, alongside or, and compare and contrast. I think that's very good. Yeah, and okay. I think
1: I think if you look at, I mean, I because I, I like the idea that Tim Ferriss started of this lifestyle design. Yeah. That's something that I really enjoy, this idea that you can design your lifestyle.
0: Yeah.
1: And Millionaire Fastlane kind of helps that. It's kind of complementary to that, mm-hmm. where you can say, well, this is, you know, what you can do to be financially independent and, you know, work on your own and, and figure that out and do that before... Um, before you're too old to enjoy yourself so and I like that and you know my you know my lifestyle isn't glamorous or fabulous or anything but I get to set my own hours and I get to choose who I work with and I get to travel and meet interesting people um you know just just in the time that I've you know been here in here in um since August, so since the time I've moved to Pennsylvania, I've been to New Orleans and I've been to Kansas City and I've been to New York City a few times and I've been out to visit my family in Idaho and Utah and you know and and I've been able to take my son to New York and I've been able to take my son down to Philadelphia for a couple you know and just see you know what's going on and to visit some things so. So I'm able to do what I want and enjoy my lifestyle like right now. And as a result, I don't feel like I'm going to need to retire in 20 years because I like what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. I can write and I can still travel and I can still spend time with my family. And it's nice. And I, and I can do it on my schedule. I don't have to like be working from nine to five mm-hmm. every day and then have to do stuff in the evenings. I can do stuff in the middle of the day if I want. Yeah. So it, it's nice.
0: Yeah, you could take your time of your busy schedule to talk to to me, for example, on a <laughs> podcast. So that's great. So and uh, it's a great inspira- inspiration, Miranda. And you made my day now with that. Almost that you read my mind because I was thinking of talking about lifestyle uh, design or lifestyle management or what you would call it. And I think it's a, a training that you are doing. That that I call myself. I'm a tea drinker and tea enthusiast. Uh-huh. We had a meeting place and a coffee place uh that we want to meet entrepreneur minds and business minded individuals and entrepreneurs and so on, meeting in a nice settings. And mm-hmm. so and when I was a, we had to get a, a how do you say espresso machine an exclusive <laughs> thing uh, and I, I learned to do g- good coffee and so on in espresso like and then I called myself Barista in training. <laughs> That's uh, Because awesome. it's a lifelong, if you want to do that in the Italian way, you you could do that for a whole life. But to do it in your way, and I introduced the Amer- Americano to to my customers there, the espresso with a bit of water in it. Uh, so that, wa- that was fascinating. Uh, so, I mean, that could be that this lifestyle could take a long time, but if you plan it now, uh, you could, as I said, uh, harvest... Uh, and reap the benefits benefits, and uh, get the fruits of your labor. So that's a great inspiration there, Miranda. And I will think more about it, chew it, and and see what we could talk more about that at at a later time. And then I will uh, say then about Audible trial here Uh, to download your free audiobook today. To get audible trial at audibletrialcom trial.com forward slash ego netcast again that's it's audible trial.com forward slash ego net cost for your free audiobook and then they could check out if mg demarco is on audible or otherwise you could go to amazon and i will include that then in the show notes so thanks, thanks again for that book tip. It's great. So uh, I look forward to listen to it and read it. Okay, great. Yeah. And uh, what more? I was thinking here to see, uh, because you have a been a great guest, Miranda, and uh, we have a lots you. of conversation <laughs> and uh, discussions here and, and back and forth. Who would you would like to listen to? Do you have any tips or suggestions on other guests?
1: Oh, my. Um, <laughs> well, I always have to plug my partner, Tom Drake. who Tom
0: Drake, yeah?
1: Yes, who owns Canadian Finance Blog and a bajillion other blogs. Yeah. Just because his business model is so different and interesting, where he basically looks for interesting bloggers or writers to partner with, mm-hmm. and he helps them kind of monetize and improve their site and then they just do what they want to do which is right which is why i'm working with him Mm -hmm. so he's always interesting to talk to because his business model is really different in the world of of blogging and so i i really enjoy just the difference of his business model and then um oh and then you know um Gosh, who else? <laughs> There's so many people and then you just have this like blank.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's okay. But Trump Drake, it's a great tip. And uh, if you could uh, talk to him, and uh, I will reach out to him also. And we could plan it. And I will be open there also. I mean, I have been bl- podcasting since 2006. That was my first attempt. Oh, nice. Uh, but uh, the challenge there is uh, do it on a regular basis. So after this, I will talk probably with, with Elaine Smith. Oh And yes, tomorrow she's great. I, I will talk to Eric Emanuel. Um, uh-huh. But then is how I will, if I will put it in um, the scheduling there part. And maybe I will uh, go a course at, with you or something like that, how to do your uh, blogging schedule. Because it's lots of work of it, but it's labor of love and I like it and enjoy it. But well, of course, you. my long range plan is to to reap the benefits and, and fruit uh, labor of fruits of your labor <laughs> uh, and, and uh, I, I listened to an interview with uh, that had been very successful and famous now in the podcasting in a short time uh, uh, John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur oh, Fire yes. I can't say it the same as he does but uh, yeah yes. and, and, and it was f- fascinating how he did like seven interviews <laughs> back to back yes. uh, and, and that's uh, but it came from that he had an uh, need to, to listen to lots of podcasts when he did commuting and he, he said that yeah oh, nobody else is doing seven days a week so I will do it and he didn't <laughs> have any background on social media whatever but I mean to do that every day and, and bring it out and so on that's amazing yes, yes. Uh, and that now when I got now three great uh, guests here like you uh, I, I was planning now to, to have it every second week and then do a solo show. So I will have something mm-hmm. every week because I think that could be a good thing. I know others like my host of uh, uh, my files is Libsyn and they have their show is every two weeks and in a way uh, that could be maybe the optimal thing because then you have a one week to promote the marketing and reflect and so on. Because even every week is pretty, yeah, could be pretty hectic. Yes. <laughs> uh, but now I'm thinking after doing this, and if uh, we will get this with uh, Elaine and then Eric, maybe I will put out all, and this will be on tape, so <laughs> it will be recorded. <laughs> maybe I'll put everything out as soon as I, uh, as possible, anyway. Yeah. So that what I'm. So maybe that could we discuss at some other time also how you get this kind of scheduling and flow because that must be important for a freelancer yes yes not to do everything (laughs) uh, in the last minute uh, (laughs) but to schedule it out a bit but also to be flexible to be able to do some on short notice or whatever
1: yeah oh definitely yes
0: so uh, very fascinating to see how you created your your lifestyle so uh, what you. more? Um, when you're not uh, when writing, you said you're enjoying reading other things, mm-hmm. traveling, and yes. the outdoors. So, are yes. you hiking, or is it bikes, bicycle, or what do you what do you yeah. do?
1: I like to go hiking, and I like camping. Mm-hmm. So, my son and I go camping every summer, and we like to go hiking and just seeing what's what's out there. So,
0: yeah, yeah, it's great. So. Uh, Anything else with the topics or other things? When now we will uh, talk to Tom Drake. Then,
1: yeah, uh, and then also
0: um, Steve Chu is also really interesting. He yeah.
1: he he runs mywifequitherjob.com dot yeah. com and yeah. I've
0: seen blog post by, by by him and, and read that. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. that's very uh, interesting story. story there. Yeah, he's really good. So. Good. So, do you have any like a giveaway or some? Uh, Tips to the listeners, readers, fans of Egonet costs. Um. Well, we can give away my book. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, why not? That's great. So then we could talk about that. How we arrange that? Uh, if we do some promo code or, or some. If you have any, I, I talked to uh, Daniel Swartz um, mm-hmm. some months ago, and then he he created uh, like a uh, short ebook, and then gave out a special link to that. So that was yeah. pretty neat to do it. Uh, it's no must at all, but uh, it's interesting to to do this like special thing for, yeah, for the I listeners. Yeah, I have.
1: Yeah, uh, I have the uh, I have the book in PDF ebook format. Yeah. So yeah, we can we can put together a special link that your listeners can go to.
0: That's great. So and also if I want to continue the conversation. Then we could go to facebook.com/ego/slash/egoPodcast or egoNetcast. Of course, reach me on Twitter, egoNetcast, and then of course listen to this interview on egoNetcast.com. So, and that's what I think is fascinating with uh, podcasting. That I mean, when we record it and upload it and, and so on, years from now people could listen to this and and. Uh, for think about it, comment it, and spread the good word. Yes. So, and now you have to tell uh, the listeners again, where could they find you, in, as you said, in the interwebs?
1: <laughs> yes. So, my website is mirandamarkwit.com and that's where I write about freelancing. And then I also have plen- com, and that's my personal finance blog. Yeah. And then, of course, I'm on Twitter, at mmarkwit and um, yeah.
0: It's great so and then of course uh, also we include your photo there in the, uh, blog post um, I'm this is also what developing how you do this preparation and what what to do I want to have it as a relaxed conversation uh, it should <coughs> be a nice conversation no nothing to have someone But you what, what you say yeah, that you put them on the spot or so. On. It's, it's <laughs> not. I'm not Rush Limbo, uh, to joke. Uh, even if he could be very inspiring in a way, um, but uh, you, you want to have a chat and a conversation. But then also to have this preparation. But it's pretty. You have a framework, but you have it. It should be pretty open at the same mm-hmm. time. So I am welcoming feedback and. Uh, uh, Ideas and comments and and what you could do, uh, how to develop this uh, podcast. Because I'm okay. hi- I'm here for it for the long run. So, oh, nice! Uh, so that's that's good to know. Any ending notes, Miranda? Anything? Any thoughts? Any uh, shout out to somebody or any yeah? Any ideas that you want to end with?
1: Um, no. <laughs> Just come to. The- if you're a financial blogger, come to the FinCon Expo in September and come to the Plutus Awards. Yeah, <laughs> watch Watch the Money Mastermind show on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern.
0: <laughs> that's great. So we'll shameless
1: plug. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's and that's what it should, in in a way, be all about. Because it's your time; you are the guest, and if you want to share it, we are happy to do that. So, thanks again, Miranda, for well, your thank time. You. And <laughs> thanks uh, for having me. Talk to you soon again. Okay. Cheers.
1: Cheers.